Hello and welcome to Confidently Wrong, a show by regular dudes talking with confidence about content we have no right to speak about with any kind of authority, but do it anyway. I'm Wesley Nakamura and I'm joined by award-winning director Brian Redondo and Savan Jones, aka Captain Vani. Mike is still vacationing in America's favorite nursing home, the state of Florida. This is episode 37 and we're excited to answer a few wonderings sent in by you, the dearly beloved listeners. I'm confident that it's going to be the best show you've ever listened to, and well, hey, if it's not, you can always ask us for a refund. We get to do another mailbag here, um, which I'm excited about. Yeah. So. Cue the mailbag jingle. We got yeah. Where's Where's your buddy? He's got to He's got to get us our jingle. All right, I got I got to give you I got to give you Duriel's number so we can talk to him and figure that right, out because he's about that life. And I want right, some sound right. effects and jingalingalings. <laughs> I all think you should just little, like, loop you saying jingalingaling. Jingalingaling. The mailbag. Um, or we could do your Bane voice, Brian. Welcome to the mailbag. Mail is here. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it with the AOL voice. Um, all right. So we got a bunch of questions from you, our listeners, loyal fans, also our friends and significant others. Um, we won't get to all of them this time, so we'll save some of them for another mailbag maybe in about a month or so. Uh, so if you don't get your question answered on this one, just know we've got it written down. It'll come back. All right. First one. This is actually from... I don't know, let's say dedicated listener, avid listener, uh, Wesley Nakamura. Um, what is nice, your favorite nice. video game system of all time, guys? Brian, start us off. Well, you know, uh, even though we're in the era of these supercharged systems like PS5 and stuff. Yeah, I, which you don't I have think still. I, I don't have it. So I'm, I'm going backwards, man. I'm, I'm going to say NES. 8-bit NES. Is it 8-bit or was it 16-bit? One or the other. Probably 8-bit. I think it was 8-bit. Uh, yeah. I mean... I don't even know what that means. What does 8-bit mean? What are current all, consoles? Man. Nintendo Entertainment System... Bazillion-bit? Spa- uh, spawned it all. Yeah, we're probably at like trillion-bit at this point. Okay. It doesn't. Even, we don't even count them anymore. But come on, man. All those classics, they're, they're classics. They're going to stay classics. Uh, you know, they're embedded in, in our culture for all time. Yeah. NES, hands down. All right. Savan? Yeah, so this is a tricky answer. I was thinking Nintendo DS for you, but I, I Me? don't know. We'll see. Nintendo we'll see. DS? Yeah. There's a lot of good That's answers. I think the answer for best would probably right. be the PS3 just because this is a, so many, such a sheer volume of amazing games. That's how I first got into online gaming, which was a really kickoff point for where I'm at now with it. And then, you know, that was the first system I got a job, my first little, like, job is like a preteen to pay for it so there's that but i think in terms of best my real answer is going to be the nintendo wii and this is why i want to give context the wii came out in 06 listeners if you know or don't know i'm from new orleans katrina happened in 05 a year before so when the wii came out we were living in the FEMA trailer. We were still rebuilding our house. It was me, my dad, my brother, my mom, uh, my sister had been living with us at that point, two of them. 
it was a pretty f- and all of you were in the well, FEMA trailer we, at this point we started to slowly move back into the house like the okay. walls were still gutted yeah. but we started getting air mattresses and little bits of light and we were slowly getting the inside to be livable bit by bit yeah but naturally it's a lot of people there's minimal space it's frustrating right we got the weed sure. and it's hot and that is the one time in my life that my entire family was all into something gaming related and I still had my PlayStation. I played my games. But the reason I'm going to pick the Wii, it brought us all together. And it was almost entirely Wii sports. We spent hours. My, Tennis? Everything, right? Bowling, man. Bowling. bowling. We had bowling. family vendettas over the bowling. Lots of shit <laughs> was talked. In, in, the, in the bowling, if your score was high enough, you'd get the shiny pro ball. So that would be like, oh, I didn't oh yeah, yeah. you get a shiny ball with a design on it. And so... That would be like how you really decide who's the big dog. And me and my dad were both pro, so we were going at it. If you lost your status, it was intense. We would play golf, and my brother and his friends would come over, and we're talking mess. Tennis, boxing, right? But I just remember my mom would play, my sister, people who had never picked up or cared what games we played. And that, especially for that period of time, holds a very fond place in my heart. So... Are there systems that I played more and had more fun with? Yes. Nothing else ever brought seven people into a room together under stressful times to all just talk shit and just go at it for hours. <laughs> and those are some of my most fond family memories. So uh, the Wii really earned that one. So Nintendo of America, you can reach Savon Jones at savonjones <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> I think it's so, Joan Savant. So Savon you can retell this story as branded content. Yeah, just holler at your boy. Yeah. <laughs> and pay him some money. Wait. What an endorsement. I mean, actually, you know what? That does remind me, like, when we had a Wii, we had a Wii. When our family had a Wii, we also had some of those things. Like, my mom would actually, like, play the tennis game or she'd, like, do the bowling game and just freak out because, like, nothing ever went right. You know, she couldn't figure out how to make it work. Um, she bought a Wii Fit, which was, like, a, a balance not a balance board. It's it's a scale, basically, an electronic scale, like a platform you stand on and you could like do like it could sense whether you were like doing left mm-hmm. or right pressure on the board. And and, you know, you could do yoga on it, basically. Um, my mom was into that. And then, uh, you know, for like maybe three weeks and then never used it again. Just sat under our table for a lot of retirement homes. Um, have those. Um, a lot really? of retirement homes have All like right. Wii's and a lot of those because they're simple games they are easy to pick up and easy instructions. But enough to kind of keep you engaged and a lot of that and the health stuff very popular amongst niche communities i mean that boxing game was legit like a workout oh. my arms would be sore after the boxing game we couldn't play that too much because you know look at these arms they, they're not <laughs> you can't see wesley's rippling <laughs> muscles but he like ripped his shirt just now <laughs> oh my god the veins so disgusting the gains <laughs> um my favorite video game system of all time is Probably the original Nintendo for the same reasons both of you guys said, right? Like the family memories, um, hanging out together. Me and my cousins, they would come over to our house or we'd go over to their house or whatever. And we had the track pads, which were based, you know, if you remember like the Dance Dance Revolution pads, they're basically the same thing. Um, they had arrows on them and you were supposed to like jog in place oh, on yeah. them. But like the in decathlon. a rhythm. To- yeah, to get your like track character to go, uh, it was it was not very good uh, as far as like the responsiveness went. But of course, little kids figure out right. All you have to do is actually use your hands instead of running up and down. You could just beat on it like drums, and then you could go way faster. So all of us would be in there like hitting the pads, <laughs> and then it was like a team game. So there was like more than one 
placed like a sensor on the pad and so you'd have four of us like all hitting the pad at the same time trying to get us to go faster um and, you know we were like four five six years old at that point like what a great barrel of fun my older cousins who are there's a a set of cousins that are um i think they're about 10 to 20 years older than me there but they're just they, we weren't in the same generation but they would come over and babysit us and they'd be getting involved we would do duck hunt you know play mario we'd do excite bike i mean we were just playing all these uh like turtles ninja turtles like we would just be playing all these like silly games that were just a ton of fun um what a great mm -hmm. great time was had by mm -hmm. all so did you have I, the power glove? i relate to that we never got the power glove i always wanted it and then it was on it was in like a cartoon right like captain nintendo or captain nintendo kid or something like that and he had the power glove Oh, I really wanted that, man. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. not going to lie. I really wanted that. Oh, I mean, if you pair the power glove with Google Glass, you would be the most toolish of a person ever. You'd be actually Thanos. You'd be Ready Player One for sure. And a Wii, and a Wii remote in the other hand. Yeah. Uh, quick thing about the Wii that was really fun and during this era, you could hack the Wii really easily back then and put on like custom software to mod your games. And I would do that with my friends a lot for Smash Brothers, and we played Brawl insanely. There was a period of multiple, multiple years where we hacked. He just lost his Nintendo contract. No. Oh, shucks. Savan, not supposed to talk about well, the mods. We modded that thing, and we would uh, <laughs> add custom music and skins to the Smash Brothers characters. So we had like Solid Snake look like a Deadpool or Iron Fist or a Stormtrooper or Boba Fett. And we would add custom music and the games would have like anime music and just stuff from others like Star Wars music. And I remember we would mod the game beyond that to where you could have custom wind music at the windscreen on Smash. And I used nice. to change mine to the end part of All I Do Is Win by T-Pain. So you would win and <laughs> only for my character. So their wind music would just be... And all I do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> up until the, the hands go up. And it was just... Get everyone else around you angry. And everyone else around you <laughs> hates you because you are just the biggest tool possible. Who puts custom music for their win as only who they use? Me. Wait, so Zavon, you moved to Detroit. Yeah. And you're in an apartment building. Yeah. And me and Tyler were playing... <laughs> uh, apex this week and we invited you and you declined our offer why did you decline our offer so oh yeah so i just moved to detroit so i'm still new to the area i don't really have any friends in fact i don't have any friends yet it's a, it's a work in progress my apartment in the club area had like a little barbecue social and when i saw it happening there was a guy there and some other people playing super smash brothers and they invited me to come and thought about it they didn't know what was oh, they didn't know what was about to happen they did, they i said all right look doing. let me change out my work clothes so i went upstairs changed <laughs> Got my sneak. You put on your Smash Brothers attire. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I had like a collar <laughs> shirt and slacks. Like, hold on, look. I had to get like a t-shirt and some shorts. You dig? Get my controller. Got me a little drink. Came back down, and I just proceeded to put the work on him. We just. So we were like, we were like Savan. Well, so we were talking about this in the chat in in Apex, and we we're like, you know what, Savan? You know, we were trying to warn him, like Savan, you know, like don't go too hard. Like you want these people to like invite you back. You want to, you know, play it cool. And then all of us were like, yeah, he he's not gonna do that. And then when he came back on, we said, Savan. So did you like let them win a little bit? Did you pull a few punches, Savan? Did you pull any punches in this uh, social fun get together that these these guys these nice guys invited Brian, you to? I took that. Them even asking me that, I took personal offense because that felt like an attack on my character. 
I will never pull punches ever. <laughs> he said, I ain't no bee. Yeah, that's like, what he oh, said. I, I felt really back. disrespected. Like, dude, there's no, I don't care if it's my mama, my grandma, a child, whomever, you are going to get this work. And it's a sign of respect. And no, nah, dude, homie got the work. True battle beast. Yeah, homie got the and work. It was fun, but oof, it was. Uh, moral of the story. Got ugly. Savon still doesn't have friends in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, but I have asserted myself as the best Smash player in my building. So, you know. Who needs friends when it's only at the top? <laughs> Savon is the Kobe of uh, apartment Smash Brothers. Ask you about know, me. I All just right. read this crazy story about Kobe, about how like he made his teammates take off their sneakers, and oh, no. he like grabbed them from them, and then he threw them in the trash, and he was like, <laughs> y'all don't deserve to wear Kobe's when we lose like that. <laughs> I think I heard about that. It's horrible. It is lonely at the top, man. <laughs> so, you know. I mean, that was self So, you know, all-time greats. Kobe, LeBron, MJ, Savon. Ask about <laughs> Captain me. Vani. I can't All wait right. to see you punch Steve Kerr in the chest. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, next question. Um, we're actually going to combine two questions here. So, we got one from Matt. Now that we're seeing more and more studios successfully adapting comic books and graphic novels like, you know, Invincible into TV shows, is there any series that you would like to see that hasn't been done yet? Um, and then from Brian, our own, our own Brian here, you know, award-winning director Brian. I write mail to ourselves. Uh, but this also kind of came from BK as well. Like, are there any... So, The Last of Us 2 is... Or The Last of Us is coming to HBO as a live-action series. You know, BK asked, like, is there a book or a series that you would like to see made into, like, a video game or a TV adaptation? So, we're going to combine all these questions. Is there some sort of property out there that hasn't been made... Hasn't, hasn't made the jump to to live action or to animated action on the TV that you'd be into? I don't actually have a really good answer for this. So I'm just going to let you guys go at this. Brian, we'll start with you. From the comic book perspective... The one property that I really want to see is already happening. And a trailer just got released recently. It's called Why the Last Man. And it's by Brian K. Vaughn. It's it's an epic uh, comic book series from maybe like 15 years ago or whatever. Uh, and it's about how all the males of all mammals all over the world drop dead one day. Um, and basically all, you know... Oh, I think you know, I saw a it's sort of that. like an apocalyptic kind of world and all the women uh, who are left, uh, you know, reconfigure society and try to move on. But there's this one guy with a Y chromosome who survives and we, you know, we don't know why. And, you know, and he's he's, he's trying to survive in that world. The trailer looks amazing. So that's by Brian K. Vaughn. And basically every other book by Brian K. Vaughn deserves some sort of TV series. And so I'm talking about Ex Machina which is his series about a New York City mayor who's also a superhero. Um, I'm talking about uh, Saga, which is a very popular comic book, uh, which is kind of like a Romeo, Juliet. They have a baby in outer space. You know, they're, they're warring factions of, of different races of aliens. Um, and, you know, they, they have to live on the run. But it's very much about, you know, parenting and families um, in outer space. Great, great book. Also, Paper Girls by him, uh, which is kind of like Stranger Things-ish, you know, uh, you know, basically uh, not Paper Boys, but Paper Girls in a neighborhood <laughs> who start time traveling and are trying to find paper their boy. way back home. 
Um, also a really great and fun series. You know, so basically anything by awesome. Brian K. Vaughn. All right. I never heard of Brian K. Vaughn, so we'll have to we'll have to look him up. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn, your agent, they can hit us up for that shout out. Uh, you know, send us that royalty check. Just send me free comics. You got hey, I'll take that too. Savon, what you got? Yeah, I've, I think I've said this on this show before, but I still re- feel really strongly about this is I'm still a big fan of Max Brooks, the writer who put out the World War Z novel. I told you that anthology. Oh, yeah, yeah, novel. you were talking about that. And one thing people don't know is actually it was a prequel. It's the sequel to his O3 book that's a literal zombie survival manual, and it's kind of a parody. But there was also a not very well promoted, or mildly promoted, comic tie-in series called like first attacks and it also talks about it's like a comic that's about some things throughout history that have happened with leading about this zombie thing i'm still firmly in the camp that that would be one of the best anthology series premises possible the idea of a zombie war it's over it's been like 10 years since the conflict has ended but then interviewing people across and then that's the beauty of it right you could do any person from any country in any context and make it its own self-contained story in this conflict i always have thought that would be phenomenal you could do yeah i just think that i I like anthology series a lot so i really would love to see that get greenlit i think it could happen it's just a matter of when and who what's it called again world war z but the novel not the movie i want to be very very clear about that What about uh, video games to TV or movies? You know, that's a tricky one because I've kind of I've been one of those people who's always felt video game stories don't translate well to the visual medium because their stories are told through just different, you know, they're just different types of stories being told. Different beats. Yeah, exactly. Like the beats. There's exploring. There's just like exposition that you do on your own that movies can't quite do. I would really like to see. I think you could do an interesting God of War show. I don't know if they should do it because the games are good on their own. <laughs> but I think that if done correctly, it would be very entertaining, especially something with a small cast. Focus on the budget and then just focus on stories between two characters as they kind of do a whole maybe adventure of the week. Like I think a Kratos I see that the problem is that ends up being just like the Mandalorian and all these other shows we talked about where it's just a, a gruff dude and a hopeful kid and them exploring. So maybe not. I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. All right. <laughs> Would you I go have Greek one. or Norse on that? Ooh. I don't think it matters. Like if you wanna <laughs> if you wanna make it its own kind of separate story, you could pick either one. But I think the premise still works the same of Kratos is a gruff jerk who doesn't have no other use feelings and the son is impressionable but still caring of him like you know i think the god of war game would be good extended into like a tv series they shouldn't though they don't do it um we could do the art of the deal donald trump's autobiography never mind all right yeah um <laughs> i would oh i did have one so one of my favorite books is called the name of the wind it's by patrick rothfuss um and the premise is that the, there's this guy. Actually, there's like so there's two timelines, um, and and the the main timeline guy is actually telling a story. It seems like from like the past, um, and it's it seems like it's the same guy. He's telling a story about his own past, um, and in the future he's like depowered. He's just a regular guy. In the past, he's he's a young guy. He's starting to come to terms with like learning how to do. Um, 
what's essentially magic. They don't call it magic, but what's essentially magic. Um, and they have to use, they have to use energy though. So there's a very clear like limit to what you can do, uh, which I like. So it's not Harry Potter where you can just cast an unlimited number of spells and spam the whole, you know, spam the whole world. You need some kind of energy source. So they often use like, they have a forge and the forge, they can channel the energy from the forge, but there's a loss of power. So they, they sort of follow this idea of thermodynamics that like you can't, create energy and as you're transferring energy you're going to lose energy and so they always have to be thinking about like how do i do this anyways that's not the main point it's just it grounds the mm-hmm. the world of magic into something that's a little bit more realistic so that you can't just forever just they have rules hugely overpowerful spells exactly they have to follow um and he's better at this magic than a lot of other people but it's still even for him he doesn't have unlimited powers um and it's just a cool like story. It's somewhat fantasy, somewhat it, it it very much is a fantasy story. You know, he's he goes on these adventures, he's um interacting with all these cool characters, he gets involved in some battles and some wars. He has to, you know, he's at a university studying um some of the time. He's not rich, so he's often having to pull off these like odd jobs to like make money. He's an amazing musician. Um and so it's just I, I would think that would be kind of a cool like uh, extended series to do. Uh, I don't think you could translate it exactly directly from the book into a movie, but um, it would be cool to see that character, I think, come to life. So if you're out there and you're, uh, you're, you've never read The Name of the Wind, I highly recommend it. It's very good. It does have a sequel. And then there's supposed to be a third book, but that third book, the author hasn't written it, and it's been something like 10 years now at this point. So people are a little bit losing hope um, that he's actually going to end up writing it. But that's okay. The the two the two novels are very good by themselves. Look at us. We got we got yeah. book recommendations now. Hey. I didn't know we, we read. Actually, we actually read sometimes. I haven't read a book though in for so long. It's embarrassing. All right. Let's let's make this the last questions. All right. We'll jump to these two questions from cats. We'll do the first one first. Um so Will, thanks for sending in this question. Do y'all send cards to people? And if so, how often? Birthdays? Christmas, Hanukkah, or whatever. Easter Passover? Passover, not Passover, Passover, Valentine's? My girlfriend and her friends send each other mad cards all the time, and I think it's weird. But she's also English, so it might just be a them thing. Do you guys send cards? Wait, wait, wait. we got to break this down. His <laughs> girlfriend and her friend send each other mad cards all the time? Like It says has... friends, plural. Oh, so, okay. okay. It's plural. I, I thought it was just one individual friend. I was going to be like, you better be reading those cards, <laughs> right. It's the notebook. <laughs> it's like the notebook. It's like a love Something's story. going on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what, what do those cards smell like? <laughs> well, we are impugning Will Cat's girlfriend. Sealed with a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how much lipstick is on those cards, here. man? Ooh. Uh, all right, are you are you guys sending mad cards all the time? Uh, I, I mean, no. Like, where where do you even get a card? Hallmark. Are these bro. handmade cards? Where's our Hallmark? Walgreens. Oh, Walgreens. Dude. Oh, do they do they still have a card? Walgreens, section? Walmart, Rite Aid, like, CVS. I don't know, man. Not not here. They're you know they moved on. They're you know they're still selling <laughs> diapers and like Cheetos and stuff. But I haven't seen a greeting card in forever. Ooh, all right. So no cards for you guys. I am getting less good at this. But as kids, my mom always made us send thank you cards for gifts that we got. Like we had to write them within a week 
that was kind of the timeline uh, and put them in the mail and send them out to, to our family um, or friends or whoever had sent us these things. So I am very much uh, a thank you card sender, mm. but uh, yeah, it, it was not my favorite thing as a kid because I was greedy and selfish, but now I like it. I, I do like sending a thank you card. I think it's, you know, a nice thing, uh, especially if you can make it more personalized, not just the like, Hey, thank you for sending da, 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 da. Keep in touch. We'll see you soon. You know, like that one's a little bit less personal, but a, a nice thank you card I think is. Wes, yeah. did you have this experience Fine. after your wedding where suddenly you had all these guests who came and brought gifts and stuff like that. And then you had to write them all thank you cards and yeah, mail we them. Did. That was yeah. such, that was an awful process. It's like, why did I sign up for this homework? <laughs> it, it took me and Anna like a year. A whole year to get through our entire guest list and send people cards. Oh, my goodness. And, and to do what you were just saying, you know, personalize it and, and mention whatever it was that they gave yeah. you and try to make it more of a real thing rather than something that was just purely <laughs> transactional. Because we know it was transactional. <laughs> we know You gave us something. I, we're thanking yeah, you sure for Yeah, I'm sure we it. got a card. Yeah, I'm sure we got a card. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, and that's, that's the aftermath. You know? You're Ugh. like, yeah, I think we got a card. I might never get married that just work, off the head. <laughs> We um yeah, Savannah, we, we actually were really good about our thank you cards. So we did an online registry. People would actually like mailed us stuff. As we got stuff, we would, you know, record that we got it. But generally we were trying to do thank you cards as we got them. So some thank you cards actually went out before the wedding. Um so that because we didn't want to come after the wedding over and be like, Oh no, dang, I now yet. we got like, you know, a hundred things to send out. So we were like, well, let's get started so we don't have that many. So we did it a little bit at a time. I think it probably we I think we were done within three weeks, maybe, of the wedding. So we were really good. And we shared. So like I did one and she did, you know, or I would do some and she would do some and we'd send them out separately. So pro tip, if you're getting married, start early, separate it, or just commit to not doing thank you cards. That's okay yeah. too. I just throw mine in the trash. Yeah. I read them, but then I throw yeah, them in the trash. I, damn. Yeah, I don't think I've ever yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I don't think I've ever sent a thank you card before, if I'm gonna be honest with you. I can probably count how many times I've actually even mailed anything. Uh all my family is <laughs> He's younger than Yeah, us all guys. of my family is local. He's five. I'm twenty eight, Jesus. <laughs> all of my family is local. So if they're giving me a card, they're just handing it to me and I'm gonna open it, look at it, maybe there's money, maybe there's not, read it, say thank you, give them a hug or a kiss or whatever, and then Put it in my little dresser, and that's it. You got your thanks. I'm about to get a whole nother card just to thank you. That's some extra. Oh, if someone mails yeah. something, I'll call them. Hey, I appreciate the so-and-so. Thank you. But sending a whole nother card, that's that's too much work. That's too much. Yeah, it's work. You're doing too much. Just just call me. But that's why no, you do my it, love right? language like is... That person went out of their way to get you a gift. Like The least you can do is, you know... Yeah. Do a little bit of something, something yeah. for them. Nice. I don't know. That's just how my family was. I, I get that. Like, not all families do that, and it's not necessary in all families. So, well, my yeah. family knows it's my good. standards of, like, I'm not about to write no damn thank you card. And you could be upset about that. <laughs> That's okay. But I'm not going to write a thank you card. I'm going to thank you. I'm going to mean it. I'm not about to do that extra shit. I, I <laughs> so here's fun. the rule of thumb, then. Don't send cards. Just receive them. Thank Big you. facts. Don't. Yeah, it's like those do not reply <laughs> emails. Hands. You know, they got the inbox and they send you something and it's like, do not reply. This goes to an inbox that is not monitored. Like, that's what it needs to be. <laughs> Can I get that sticker Ooh. on my mailbox? We'll put do not reply on the envelope. All right. All right last question. This is also from Will. Uh, from ages 9 to 13, I used to ice skate all the time and this brought me great joy. He just outed himself as an ice skater. 
<laughs> However, I haven't been on the ice in 15 years. If I tried to skate today, how long do y'all think it would be able? No. How long do y'all think it would take to be able to do the thing without busting my ass? Savan, you had an answer yeah, for that? Yeah, I have one? a really good answer for this. So I didn't grow up ice skating because I grew up in the South and we didn't have ice or snow. But I grew None. up roller skating. And that was what I spent a big chunk mm. of my childhood doing. Like from five to like 13, everyone had skating birthday parties and all that. So I knew how to skate my whole life. But then, which uh, which which uh, rink did you? Usually, skate country out in like you know Elmwood, but they had other places. I don't know. This was like over you know ten plus years, so it was a lot of places. Either way, I we see. knew how to skate. That was the spot on weekends too as kids. It was fun. I hadn't skated again for maybe ten plus years, and then fast forward, I'm working at a school. The school I'm working at, uh, Clark Wesley. I was like Clark. I had to lead a field trip for my students and we went to this Christmas and the Christmas like convention thing at the convention center. And at this thing, they had an ice skating setup. Me and a bunch of the kids had never ice skated ever in life, but we had roller skated. They're functionally the same. It took me maybe Oh, I it took me maybe five, wow. ten minutes having never ice skated you were good to, to go? acclimate to it. And it felt exactly the same as roller skating in terms of just, oh, you get into the rhythm. That is coming from a son who has never ice skated up until that moment. If you ice skate it as a kid, I'm going to treat it like it's riding a bike where you need maybe five, ten minutes to get reacclimated and then muscle memory kicks in, especially since you were a kid. So what what level of ice skating are we talking about? Like, were you just able to move along the ice without falling or were, were you grooving and were dancing? You dancing? Were, were you, you yeah, doing were you the moonwalk and ice skates? Okay, I'm not doing advanced tricks. Okay, put it like this. I could skate... <laughs> I have a video of me recording myself with headphones and skating and jamming and kind of jigging and sent it to my friends. So enough to do that. I'm not doing spins and going backwards and whatnot, but I could skate and have enough confidence to where I could do things. On my, you know, I could move my arms, dab people off and wave and all that. Not just like a kid who's like, if I do anything else, I'm going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying right. on, ro on roller skates, you can go backwards and stuff. Absolutely not. Right. But also, I'm not no. enough of a risk oh, taker to find out if I can. So, uh, all right, I can go backwards on ice skates and rollerblades, but not on roller skates. I roller skates are hard. You can't, you can't, you know, like bank like on inline skates and ice skates. You you can mm -hmm. set the edge and turn. Roller skates don't do that. Like if you try and do that, you just keep going straight. Like there's no. I don't understand how roller skates you turn. You really gotta like do the steps. Skates over. are for casuals. That's the only way. I don't. That's what yeah, skates are for casuals. Inlines are for like performance people who really want to, you know, it's like a mountain bike and like a street bike or like the little old school. But you look way cooler dancing on roller skates than you do dancing on rollerblades. Yeah, like, you're I giving up you drip know, for but... functionality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want to be the fastest or do you want to be the freshest? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All right. Well, cats, it turns out five to 10 minutes is the empirical. Uh, answer so uh, i hope you were looking for a literal answer because that's what you got uh that wraps up our show we'll have another one next week mike will be back hopefully from his uh florida gator covid vacation hit us up on socials instagram and uh where else are we twitter sort of mostly on instagram at confidently underscore pod visit all our sponsors this week we were sponsored by nintendo for about 10 minutes before savan lost us our check thanks a lot savan um and hit us up also you should tell us what would you want to see uh turned into a tv show or a movie um maybe there's something out there we're missing some content that we should uh consume graphic novels out there maybe that you're into maybe i know this miles podcast. you got some 
maybe mm-hmm. yeah you know turn this into a movie everyone would watch that uh it's dynamic you know we just we're we're here we're sitting but we move left to right sometimes um miles i'm sure you got recommendations for us send it send it our way we'll check them out everybody else have a great uh end of your summer really this is kind of wrapping up the summertime not weather wise but uh you know in terms of timeline wise have a good one peace people bye-bye